since we're getting close to the Easter season, the time that we uh, celebrate uh, Jesus' death on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins and most importantly, His resurrection from the grave, which uh, totally separates Jesus from anybody else. He was the Son of God. He was able to conquer death. The one thing that kept us down, the one thing that was the punishment for our sins, the one thing that we could never escape on our own, Jesus has got the victory over death, and he wants to share that victory uh, with you and I. So with that uh, in mind, we, we approach this Easter season, and we're going to uh, just kind of look at Psalm 22 tonight, not really in great detail. It's kind of a long psalm, so we're not going to break down each verse, but we are going to uh, read through the whole chapter uh, and just notice some things that, that probably will jump out to you, uh, but, but just pay attention to some of the wordings. And, and as we think about the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, as we think about His crucifixion and the things uh, leading up to those last few hours of His life, we see uh, several mentions of, of the exact same things that happened to Jesus right here in this 22nd Psalm that was written hundreds of years before Jesus gave His life on a cross. So, let's pray and then we'll read the text. Father God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for your good word and I pray, God, that you would, you would help Jesus just to be, to be real to us, to be special to us, dear Lord, that, that when we read or hear about Jesus or hear this Easter story, God, that it's not the same old thing. For many of us, Lord, we've heard about Jesus our whole life. We've, we've heard this Easter story. We, many of us know the details of it, dear Lord, and and help us not to tune out, God. Help us when we, when we come before you, God, any time to worship Jesus, that we don't tune out with things of the world, that Jesus doesn't become old to us, dear Lord. Help Jesus to be fresh to us always. Maybe there are some of us that are struggling. Maybe there are some that, that, that Jesus, it's not that they don't love him, but, but they're just not as excited as they used to be, dear Lord. Help, help us to be excited about Jesus, dear Lord. We have... <clears throat> much reason to be excited for what Jesus did on the cross. So remind us of that. Place that in our heart. Place an excitement in our heart, a joy in our heart, uh, just a happiness in our heart, dear Lord, uh, as we think about what Jesus did. Put a brokenness in our heart, dear Lord, to, to help us realize our sinfulness, to help us realize how, how broken we are, dear Lord, and to appreciate that much more the grace of what Jesus did on our behalf. So I pray that as we get close to this Easter season, dear Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just help it to be special, dear Lord, that any time we read your word that it should be special. But, but maybe some of us are in a spiritual desert, God, and if that's the case for any that are here, help this Easter season to be just the spark that they need to reignite their, their passion, their flame for you, dear Lord. And maybe there's some that are doing good, God. Help the ones that are doing good. Help us to keep doing good, dear Lord. Which, wherever we are, dear Lord, you know where we are. But help us to always be excited about Jesus and what he did on our behalf. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. Psalm 22, verse 1. For the choir director, according to the deer of the dawn... A Davidic psalm. Now, this is one of those superscriptions that we've talked about over the last uh, few weeks as we've uh, read through some of these psalms. And, and like so many of the things we read in the Bible, it's hard to really know exactly what, what that means, that, that, 
the deer of the dawn. There are different translations that it, it should be something different, something about the morning star. There are many opinions as to what that should be. One of the, the most widely held opinions that I have found up to this point is that that is possibly uh, the tune to another song. Perhaps that is, the song is named uh, The Deer of the Dawn, and this particular psalm was to be sung to that same tune. Now, there's no way to know if that's exactly what was meant here by this superscription or not. Uh, but uh, that's not hard for me to imagine that that could have been the possibility. After all, in our culture, we see songs that are, uh, are have, we have one tune and there are multiple songs to the same tune. Uh, the easiest one that I could think of was the uh, ABC. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then you got twinkle, twinkle, a little. So it's, it's one tune, but there are different words that are sung to the same tune. And it's possible that that's what this superscription is implying, that this psalm is to be sung to the tune of this uh, deer of the dawn. So, uh, again, there are many different interpretations that one could take there, but that's just one idea uh, for us to consider as we read through. All right, verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from my deliverance and from my words of groaning? My God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. By night, yet I have no rest. But you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you, they trusted and you rescued them. They cried to you, and you were set free. They trusted in you and were not disgraced. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by men and despised by people. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads. He relies on the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let the Lord deliver him, since he takes pleasure in him. You took me from the womb, making me secure. While at my mother's breast, I was given over to you at birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. Do not be far from me because distress is near and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Strong ones of Bashan encircle me. They open their mouths against me, lions mauling and roaring. I am poured out like water and all my bones are disjointed. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength is dried up like baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You put me into the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. A gang of evildoers has closed in on me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. People look and stare at me. They divide my garments among themselves, and they cast lots for my clothing. But you, Lord, don't be far away. My strength, come quickly to help me. Deliver my life from the sword, my only life from the power of these dogs. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will proclaim your name to my brothers. I will praise you in the congregation. You who fear Yahweh, praise Him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor Him. All you descendants of Israel, revere Him. For He has not despised or tested the torment of the afflicted. He did not hide His face from Him, but listened when He cried to Him for help. 
I will give praise in the great congregation because of you. I will fulfill my vows before those who fear you. The humble will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise Him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations will bow down before you, for kingship belongs to the Lord. He rules over the nations. All who prosper on the earth will eat and bow down, and all, excuse me, all those who go down to the dust will kneel before him, even the one who cannot preserve his life. Their descendants will serve him. The next generation will be told about the Lord. They will come and tell a people yet to be born about his righteousness, what he has done. Now that's a good psalm. That's a good psalm that, 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 at least for me, when I read it, it instantly draws, draws my thoughts to Jesus Christ on the cross. It, even the very words of this psalm that starts the psalm off, My Lord, or excuse me, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Are the very same words that Jesus uttered while he was on the cross. And all of these words were written hundreds of years before Jesus would ever come onto the scene. I don't know what was going on in David's life as he wrote this psalm or whoever the psalmist may have been. I don't know what was being written there, but, but we see God at work in these psalms. As we talked about the other night, we see God at work so many times in the Old Testament. And as I think about these words and as I think about them and, and I think about Jesus uh, being on the cross and, and the words that were uttered and the events that took place of those who were around Him, I wonder what the scene was like that day when Jesus was hung on the cross. There was no doubt probably a large crowd there. There were probably, uh, most of the ones who were there probably wanted to be there. There were probably very few who were indifferent to, to Jesus and what was going on that day. Of the group that were there, there were those who wanted to see him die and there were those who were mourning because of what was about to take place. And as they begin to see the events unfold of, of Jesus hanging on the cross and being mocked and his, and his clothes being cast lots far and all the things that begin to take place, I can't help but imagine that these people, some of them may have recalled Psalm 22 to their mind. Now, I don't know that the Bible ever tells us that's the case, but... I believe that that probably was the case, at least for a few. The people that were there uh, watching Jesus as He was hung on the cross that day, they would have known God's Word. They would have known the Psalms. And there were no doubt some in the crowd that probably when Jesus said the words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That they may have recalled in this psalm. This psalm was, was, was ultimately pointing God's people, even back in these days, uh, to the coming Messiah, even if they didn't realize that those words were prophetic and they were going to be speaking of Jesus to come. And they were pointing, us, they were pointing these people forward to Jesus. And as we read these words tonight, it, it draws us back to Jesus. It draws us back to a time when, when probably the greatest thing that has ever happened in the history of the world happened. And that is Jesus Christ gave His life on a cross for us. And we need not forget the significance of that, the importance of that. And, and it's easy, at least for me, you know, we go to church, so many of us, our whole lives, and, and we get to going through the motions, and, and we may not always be as on fire for the Lord as we should be. 
It's not that we don't love the Lord or we don't have a desire to do the Lord's work, but, but sometimes we may not have that, 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 that fire, that passion burning inside of us like we should. But when we recall what Jesus did, when we take a second to pause and we think about our own sinfulness, when we think about who we are as human beings and how undeserving we are of what Jesus did for us, especially at this season when that's really on our mind, when that's really on our heart, when that's really our focus when we come to church and we're celebrating this Easter season in, in the midst of all the Easter eggs and Easter baskets and all the other things that come along with it, we are drawn back to the most important thing that there has ever been that has happened in this world. And that is that Jesus Christ loved us enough to die on a cross for us. So when we read God's Word... Just as the people of Jesus' day, some of them probably uh, were recalling this psalm and perhaps other prophecies that took place. As we read through God's Word, especially in the Old Testament, let us always be looking for those little, little nuggets of information that God has placed there for us. For years and years and years before we were ever born, God's been placing these little prophetic nuggets all throughout His words to point us toward Jesus Christ. Everything in the Old Testament pointed us to Jesus Christ. Everything in the New Testament points us back to what Jesus Christ did and points us to a day when Jesus Christ is going to return and we who accept Him will experience that victory. So as we approach Easter Sunday, let us pray to the Lord and ask Him to, to help us to examine our own hearts, to reflect on our own life, to see if is our relationship with the Lord the way it should be? Is it the way we want it to be? Are we as excited for the Lord as we should be? Is it because of something we're doing, some sin in our life, maybe something we need to let go of, something we need to change, something we need to give to the Lord? Maybe we just need to seek the Lord a little bit. Maybe we've just kind of gotten a little lazy in our spiritual walk, and maybe we need to seek the Lord, and this is as good a time as any for us to reflect on our life and remember what Jesus did for us. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for these good words and we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for, for Easter, God. And I pray that you help us to, to really look at our own lives and our own hearts, dear Lord, and, and to deal with the tough stuff, God. Because so many times, dear Lord, when we start to seek you, you start to point out stuff in our life that we don't like and instead of dealing with it, dear Lord, we just kind of kind of turn from you, God. So help us to really examine our life and, and whatever you reveal to us, dear Lord. Help us just to accept whatever it is, dear Lord, for the good or for the bad, whatever convictions that are there or encouragements that are there. Dear Lord, help us just to seek you in this season and help us to help Jesus to be real to us this this Easter season. Dear Lord, we, we know he's real, but 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 help us to be excited for Jesus. If we're not already, dear Lord, help us to really appreciate and understand that grace that was given for us when Jesus gave his life on the cross. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.